about the atonement of Yom Kippur. One opinion is the opinion of Rabbi. Morning. That just because it's Yom Kippur, they itself brings atonement. And then there's the opinion of the Chachamim. They, their opinion is that's not the day of Yom Kippur itself that brings atonement. Rather, in order for the day of Yom Kippur to bring atonement, you have to do Teshuvah. That's our argument. Many places in the Talmud. Now, even according to the Chachamim, the Halacha follows the Chachamim. The Halacha is Yom Kippur only brings atonement if you do Teshuvah. That's what the Ramam says in the Laws of Teshuvah, chapter 1, Halacha 3. He says, Yom Kippur will only forgive you if you do Teshuvah. However, the language of the Rambam um, shows that even according to the opinion of the Chachamim, it's not merely the tshuva, the tshuva itself, that is causing the atonement. Because the Rambam says that It is the day itself that brings atonement for those who do tshuva. So since the Rambam says the day itself brings atonement, that means that it's not it's not the um, the teshuva that you're doing; it's the day itself. However, in a condition that the day itself should have some impact on you is the teshuva. But it's not that that your teshuva is what causes atonement. It's atzmashem the day itself. So the question is, what does that mean? How is it possible the day itself of Yom Kippur uh, brings atonement? What, what does that mean? Even according to Chachamim, there is a question. According to Rebbe, of course, the question is, how is it possible the day itself brings atonement? It, the, the problem is because the word atonement, kapara. It, it, kapara doesn't just mean that God forgives us for our sins. If God wants us to forgive us, He can forgive us. But kapara means that there's a cleansing. Kapara comes from the word Kapar uh, is related to the idea of kinuach. Kinuach means to wash off, to cleanse, to purify. So, if Yom Kippur is a day where Hashem not only forgives us but He cleanses us, the question is: What about how could it, how is it possible that the day itself causes this cleansing? Chuba, we can understand why chuba causes cleansing. It says that um, a person, God forbid, does a sin, so there is. He, he adds, God forbid, there to be evil in the world. Evil itself has a soul and has a body. The pleasure in the sin is the soul, because it is the soul of the klippa, of the, of the uh, unholy force. And the action of the sin causes there to be the body of that of that unholy force, whatever that means. And so too in Shuvah, the two components. There is the regret for the sin. The regret gets rid of, annihilates, of the of the of the clipper. and then there is besides the regret, there also has to be the vidui, the confession, the words we say in vidui. Those words rectify the body of the clipper, the body of the unholy force that was created by sin. So you have to have this. You have, since there are two components of the of the um, uh, of the clipper, uh, there has to be two components also in the tshuva. There is the, the regret we have in the tshuva. The regret takes care of the pleasure of the sin, and there is the um, words that we say in our confession, which that does away with the body of the of the unholy force that was added to the world. That cleanses those two things. 
So we understand why tshuva does that. But the question is, what does it mean when the Chachamim also agree that it's not the tshuva that does things for you on Yom Kippur, it's the day itself, it's just tshuva is a condition for the day to work for you. How can this day cause a cleansing? What does that mean? So the truth is that there are three layers in our relationship to Hashem. Layer number one is related to our acceptance of God as our King. The our, our manifest bond with Hashem in our observance of His Torah and His mitzvahs. And the, um, the Jews' steadfast relationship to Hashem, that He, he keeps it here, He does the mitzvahs, that, 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 that creates a manifest bond that reveals His soul in the world. And you see a connection between the Jew and God in His observance of Torah mitzvahs. But then there is a situation where he messes up. And he doesn't, doesn't do what the Torah says to do. So there's another layer of relation to Hashem. And that is that even then we do the wrong thing, there's a part of us that's not happy with that. And even when we're, I mean, it, it, it would seem that if you lost this relationship, you lost it. You're not interested, you're not interested. You, you let go, you let go. You cut it off, you cut it off. But yet, it, it's not, it doesn't work that way. The Jew stops keeping Torah mitzvahs. And then something bothers him. And what bothers him is, is that deep down he still has a connection to Hashem. The connection isn't created by his acceptance. It's deeper than that. And therefore, when there is, when and externally, there is, his soul is not connected to Hashem in Torah mitzvahs, it bothers him. Because it's a deeper layer. And that deeper layer is expressed in Shuvah. That's why he wakes up and he says, I, I can't do this. I, I can't stay the way things are. I want to change things. What, what What's... What's happening? The the inner layer was there before, but because he um, externally cut himself off from God, so this internal layer now is 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 manifest in his mind and like in his heart and like I, I I can't handle this. I can't handle the separation. As long as this inner layer is hidden, so then he's he, it's asleep, it's dormant. So then he does the wrong thing. Once his inner layer is revealed, ah, so then he he wants to teshuvah. And that's why tshuva causes atonement. Because the sin is an external, in the, in, in the uppermost uh, crust, or whatever, the, the most external part of, of the relationship between you and Hashem. But the, in the inner layer, there wasn't a, a uh, the, the sin wasn't there. And, and, and therefore, tshuva is able to cause a rectification for the mistakes that were made. But that's only the second layer of our relationship to Tiras and Hashem. Then there's a third layer. The third layer is a nefesh Hashem is mamash. A Jew is an actual part of Hashem. Our connection to Hashem is something which is atzmiistic. It's something which has which has to do with our very core. It's not something that um, can be measured and lim- by any specific kind of expression. In in shuva, so there's a feeling. There's a deep regret of the past. There's a resolve for the future. There's a measurement of how deeply you regret and how strongly you resolve. And that has to do with the feeling of the, of the tshuva. That has to do with the inner layer. And the inner layer has some, some kind of a measurement. But then there's the kesher atzmi, the connection of the essence of the Jew, the essence of God. And at that, in that connection, there is no, there's no um, 
There's nothing that could, that could um, it's higher than the, any kind of expression, any kind of limited expression. It's, it's just the Jew and Hashem are one. And that bond that is revealed in Yom Kippur. On Yom Kippur, Hashem says to a Jew that whatever you've done throughout the year can't diminish one iota of my love for you. And it reveals also in a Jew also the same kind of feeling, no matter what has happened, I, I, nothing that has happened could possibly take away from my bond with you, Hashem. So, in the externalmost layer of the externalmost layer of, of of the soul's bond with Hashem, so clearly our what we do affects it. Either we're learning Torah and doing mitzvahs, we're accepting consciously Hashem's commandments, or not. Our aveda, our efforts, strengthen it, and our lack of aveda and our lack of service of Hashem weakens it. Shuva also. It has to do with how we experience that inner layer. It's our, our experience, our feelings of regret, our feelings of resolve for the future. But the, the deeper layer, the deepest layer of, of the soul's bond with Hashem, the Kesher Atzmi, the connection of the essence of the soul, the essence of God, it's not something that we could strengthen through our service of Hashem. And therefore, it's not something, something, something that we could weaken either. It's not something that we can mess up either. That's why the Gemara says, you saw Yisrohu, a Jew, even though he's sinned, he's still a Jew. There's nothing that you could do to mess that up. And when that's revealed, there's no blemish in the first place. In, in Shuva, Shuva means that there is, there is a blemish. You can rectify the blemish through Teshuva. Shuva means you feel there's a problem, there's an issue. You don't like the fact that you severed your bond with Hashem. And you resolve, you say, I want to get rid of, I, I don't like this. I want to stop that. I, I, want, to, I want to be hacked with Hashem. There is a problem, and you can rectify the problem with truth. But in the third layer of the neshama's bond with Hashem, the essence of the, of the soul's bond with the essence of Hashem, at, in, that, in that place, there is no blemish there in the first place. There's nothing that you could do to strengthen that connection, nothing you could do either to, um, to weaken it. And that bond between a Jew and Hashem is revealed on, on Yom Kippur. And that's why Yom Kippur is called Achas Bashana. Achas Bashana means it's the day that happens once a year. Beyond it, it's it's um, place in the calendars as being once a year. Yom Kippur also is related to the Achas Banefesh. It's related to the the oneness of the soul with God. It's related to the part of the soul which is the deepest and highest part of the soul, which is called Achas. It's called Achas as we were learning last week. Yichida um, means oneness. There is a part of the soul, the essence of the soul, which in that part of the soul is revealed how Hashem is alone, there's nothing besides Him. And that's why for a Jew, there's no, there aren't any other options other than connecting to Hashem. That's why whole communities, men, women, and children, decided to give up their lives rather than give up their Judaism. It wasn't a rational decision. It wasn't a logical, it wasn't a feeling it was, it was, it couldn't be any other way. In the language of the Al-Tarebbe, a Jew does not want and cannot sever his bond with Hashem. It's not because of something that they did this. It's because the, the Yechida, this part of the soul, experiences, it is one with Hashem, and therefore there is nothing else. So, that explains something else. This explains why Maimonides um, doesn't talk about the um, power of of Yom Kippur, the power of the tshuva of Yom Kippur, in the laws of Yom Kippur. 
He talks about the power of the tshuva of Yom Kippur in the laws of tshuva. Maimonides doesn't talk about the power of tshuva also. Why is that? It says in the Gemara that there are ten days between, between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur when tshuva is very impactful, yafi, b'yeser, it's very potent, it's, very, it's, very, it's a time when it's conducive for us to be inspired to tshuva, and also m'skabel simiyad, it also has an Im- immediate impact in heaven also, and has dramatic change in the language of the Rambam. Yesterday this person was disgraced and despised, and today he has become nachm v'noyim, he's become precious and, and endeared. Of course, um, we're talking about, that's what happens during the 10 days of Shuvah. So the language of the Gemara is, there are 10 days between Rosh Hashanah and Kippur. But there aren't 10 days. There are only 7 days between Rosh Hashanah and Kippur. Rosh Hashanah is two days, and Kippur is one day. So it should have said in the Gemara, there are seven days between Rosh Hashanah and Kippur. And if the Gemara wants to talk, include Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, it shouldn't say there are ten days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. It should, it should say there are ten days, starting with Rosh Hashanah, finishing Yom Kippur, when oh. Shuvah is very impactful, when Shuvah is very accepted. Huh? What about Shabbos? Shabbos also. So the day is supposed to, I guess, Shabbos, Shabbos Shuvah. Shuvah, yeah. So, so why does it say that there's ten days? One component of Shoshanah is, it's, a, it's one of the ten days of Tshuva. One component of Yom Kippur is also, it's one of the ten days of Tshuva. It's also, not just, it's only Tshuva, but Ramam says that Yom Kippur is Ketzi Lakoil, it's the time for everyone to do Tshuva. This is the time. Okay, that's just one component of Yom Kippur. Then there's a higher component in Shoshanah and a higher component in Yom Kippur. The higher component of Shoshanah is Tamchuni Aleichem. It's the day when we incarnate Hashem as our king. It's not just the day of Tshuva. It's the day when we initiate the whole relationship between us and Hashem. It's the day when we establish, we accept Hashem as our king. So it's it's not just a um, a day of teshuva. It's a day when the essence of the Jew is connected to God in the in, in by accepting Hashem as his king in the first place, by 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 starting relationship anew in the first place. So the fact that the shofar Ramam says that the shofar has a remez in it, the shofar alludes to something. Ramam says. The, the inner meaning of the shofar is Uru Yishem Mishinaschem, wake up those who are sleeping from their sleep, Vinir Damim, and those who are dreamy, Yikitzim to the Maschem, wake up from your dreaminess, Chipsub Masechem, Vichizub Shuvah, to search your ways, return in Shuvah, Zichur Barachem, memory creator, Elah Shagim, Mishnasim Hebli Azman, these people which are continuously um, wasting their time in vanities of time. So the shofar has a remez, has a hint, it's about Shuvah. But the hint of shofar, the tshuva, is not the essence of shofar. Yes, that's an important component of it, but it's not the essence of it. The essence of, of, of Rosh Hashanah and the essence of the shofar is beyond that. The essence of the shofar is that you're starting a relationship with Hashem anew. It's something beyond a, 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 a tshuva. And so to Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur has, there are the mitzvahs of the day of Yom Kippur, there's a fasting, um, and there's the tshuva of Yom Kippur. But the essence of Yom Kippur is beyond Tshuva. Just like the essence of Shoshana is beyond Tshuva as well. The essence of Yom Kippur is that there's a revelation of Yisrael Malka B'chudoi. How a Jew and Hashem are alone and their bond is, 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 uh, is a bond of essence to essence. So this um, uh, is seen in Yom Kippur in the Beis HaMikdash. Uh, it says... When Hashem gave us a Torah, the mountain was full of smoke. So in Kabbalah it says the word smoke, oh, 
The word smoke has three components. Um, Ashan is an acronym for Oilam, Shana, and Nefesh. Space, time, and soul, and energy. So Hashem gave us a Torah in order to elevate all of space, all of time, and all of and all, all souls. That's what the purpose of Torah is. So on Yom Kippur, you have the holiest person, the Kohen Gadol, going to the holiest place, the Kodesh Gadash, the Holy of Holies, in the Temple itself, on the holiest day and, day, and day of Yom Kippur. So although we don't have, until Mashiach comes, Mashiach come right now, we don't have the Kohen Gadol. But our prayers are in the place of the service of the Kohen Gadol. And just like and the Kohen Gadol, when he went there, he wasn't going by himself, he was going as an emissary of us. He was going, oh, we sent him there, right? He was going for us. So too, in our prayers, which which take the place of the um, of the uh, uh, service, the Kohen Gadol, our prayers also mirror the uh, service of the Kohen Gadol. It says about the service of the Kohen Gadol, that when he went in there, no one was allowed to be there. When the Kohen Gadol entered, the Holy of Holies, he had to go there alone. So Talmud Yerushalmi explains, why does it say every person? Who is included in every person? So Talmud Yerushalmi answers, even those angels, who their face is like the face of a man. It says when God's chariot, in the vision of Ezekiel, in Yechezkel, he says that there are, there, there are various angels whose face is like the face of an ox, and there are angels whose face is like the face of man. So when it says the Kengolo went into the Holy of Holies, no man could be there. What's no man? Every man cannot be there. It even refers to those angels who are called the face of man. Even those angels whose who's, who are on the level of uh, were man-like, even those angels also couldn't be there. That means the level the Kengolo reaches uh, in his bond with Hashem going into the Holy of Holies is something that is beyond the level of the angels. And so to Yom Kippur, we have in Yom Kippur five prayers. The, the, throughout the year we have three prayers. On Shabbos and Yom we have four. Yom Kippur we have five. Why do we have three prayers throughout the year? Four on, on Shabbos and Yom and five on Yom Kippur. The reason is like this. The soul has, the soul has in general four um, ways of expression. And there's a fifth, there's the essence of the soul. There are, we went to this last week, there's Nefesh Ruch Neshama, there is the soul's power to have obedience for Hashem, there's the soul's power to love and have, love and have reverence for Hashem, and then there's the soul's power to understand God's oneness. Nefesh Ruch Neshama. So because those parts of the soul are manifest in our bodies, we're able to get in touch with, in our, our mind contains the Neshama, our heart contains the, the Ruach, and our body contains the Nefesh. Therefore, we have three prayers throughout the year in order to help us manifest these three parts of the soul. On Shabbos and Yantif, Hashem gives us a higher part of the soul. That's what we say on Shabbos in, in the Kiddush, V'ratzabanu. Ratzabanu literally means God desired us, but also means our desire for God, which is beyond logic and reason, is now in us. The Nefesh, the Shabbos, Yaseiro, we have an action on Shabbos and Shabbos, we have a, a desire to be close to Hashem, which is beyond logic and reason. Throughout the week, we only have an access to three parts of the soul in a manifest way. On Shabbos and Yantiv, we have access to a fourth. And that's why there's a fourth prayer. But on Yom Kippur, not only do we have access to the revelation of the soul, the soul's expression in love beyond logic and reason and obedience and reverence and understanding God's oneness, on Yom Kippur, Hashem reveals to us the essence of the soul. 
And that's on Yom Kippur, there, is, there are five prayers. The fifth prayer, it says in Kudetair, the Altar says, the main atonement for, uh, for the Neshama is experienced by Ne'ilah, and the main inspiration of a Jew is by Ne'ilah. And more, Ne'ilah, the fifth prayer, the word Ne'ilah means the clo- closing of the gates. Why is it to close the gates? So just like by the Kohen Gadol, just like by, by, by the Kohen Gadol, when he entered the Holy of Holies, no one was allowed to be there. Even angels couldn't be there. So too, when a Jew reaches level of Ne'ilah, when we reach the fifth prayer, we're reaching the part of our soul, the fifth level of the soul, which at that level, there's it's beyond angels. It's higher than any any, any other being. It's, 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 it's the essence of the Jew bonding with the essence of God. And therefore, no one could be. The gates are all closed. It's not the gates are being closed. It's the gates are closed already, but we're inside. And that's why that's the main time of, of inspiration. But it's not only that time. In, in the, in the piyutim, in the uh, prayers that we say throughout Yom Kippur, we describe Yom Kippur as a day of five prayers. That means it's not only that we recite, it's not only the recital of the fifth prayer that makes it Yom Kippur, it's the fact that because it's Yom Kippur, because the day in general which is, which is associated with the fifth level of the soul, that's why there are five prayers. And therefore, throughout Yom Kippur, there is a element of, of Yechidah. But it's, it's more expressed, it's more um, highlighted in the fifth prayer, but the whole day is associated with this um, with this fifth prayer, with this fifth level of the soul. And 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 this level, there is no, there are no mistakes, there are, there are no sins, and that's why Hashem forgives us for whatever it was throughout the year, because on Yom Kippur it's revealed how a Jew and Hashem are one. There are and there's nothing that could possibly uh, separate us from Him. Okay, I think that's what I wanted to share today. Any any questions or comments? Yeah. Go ahead. Because I can't type that fast. <laughs> um, five levels again. I'm missing three and five. There's Neshama, there's... Uh, Nefesh is a power of, of obedience to Hashem. Yeah. It's, it's the body, level. right? What? It's the body. In the body, we yeah. have our mind, our heart, and our body. Right. So the, the um, mind, heart, and body are vehicles to receive three layers of the soul. Our mind is able to understand the oneness of Hashem. Yeah. Our heart is able to feel love and reverence for Hashem. And our body is able to do what Hashem asks us to do. Our okay. body is, it, it, That's one. Ruach is... Ruach is in the heart. Is the heart, right. Nefesh is in the, the body. body. Okay. And the Shem is in the mind. That gives me three. My, I'm missing. I only said three so far. Right, okay. Nefesh is in the, in the body. Ruach is in the right. heart. The Shem is in the mind. Are we going so far? Four. The fourth level is Chaya. Chaya is a love for Hashem beyond, beyond logical reason. Ruach is love for Hashem, but it's it's limited. Chaya is a love beyond logical reason. And the last. And the last level is called Yechida. Okay. Uh, just to, um, to to highlight a little difference, a little bit difference in Chaya and Yechida. Let's say um, you love soccer. Okay. You love soccer so much that when there's a soccer game, you want to be there. You want to have you want to have front row tickets tickets to, to the soccer game, and you also like to watch golf. You're very exciting. Soccer and golf. Come on, are you American? Anyways, so you love soccer and you love golf. Right. If you have a, if the if the same night you're invited by uh, Rabzev to go to the soccer game and to the and to the uh, 
and to the golf, yeah. you're choosing soccer. Right. But you also like golf. So so you would much rather that you have tickets to both games on two different nights. Because right. the, the golf also is also important to you. Just not as it's negligible compared to your, your excitement about, about uh, soccer, but it's still there. And therefore you're bothered by the fact that you're, you're, you're missing something. So the desire of Hashem, of the Hashem, beyond logic and reason, of Chaya, mm-hmm. it's, it's big, but it, there are, it, in, com, compared to that desire, other desires are negligible, but they're still existent. They're, okay. they're negligible, but, but they're still, they're still um, not, something they're not there at all. They still have some level of, they still matter somewhat. The level of Yechida, that's a desire to be close to Hashem, that is that compared to that everything else is zero. It's not like it's like it's like um, it's your wedding night, and then there is a uh, game of soccer or golf. Like what, what are you talking about? It's not, it's not in the same realm. It's not the same not the same kind of thing. But it's, 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 there's not it's, it's not it's not even so 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 the the um, the revelation on Yom Kippur of the essence of the neshama of the yichida. Is, is not just a little bit more on a higher level, a fifth level. This is the essence of the Shema. Sh- Shabbos and Yantiv, it's a revelation of the soul. And therefore, the, the, the animal soul mirrors the godly soul. The animal soul also has obedience, shouldn't have obedience for. There's, there's a feeling of, people have a feeling of, you know, following what, what the world says, following what culture says, what fashion says. You want, that, that, that you could have obedience in the wrong direction. You, you could follow what you're, what you're peer pressure and doing the wrong thing. You could love the wrong things. Right. You could understand things which are false. You could you could delve, put your mind into things which are ridiculous. And you could also have an attraction beyond, lower than logical reason to the wrong things. But this fifth element that's, that a Jew has with Hashem doesn't have any similar experience at all in the world. There is no similar kind of bond that anyone has with anyone, that anyone has with anything that we have with Hashem. And that's what's revealed in Yom Kippur. That the essence of a Jew is one with Hashem. Not that there's a, a, a love beyond logical reason, but the essence of a Jew is one with Hashem, and therefore a Jew does not want and cannot sever that bond. That's revealed in us. Automatically there's a, there's a, there's a cleansing of all sins, cleansing of all mistakes. Why is there a cleansing? Because at that level, there are no, no mistakes in the first place. It's not just the, it's not even that there's a cleansing. It's that there are no mistakes at that level. It's revealed on that day that this, 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 um, that there never was separation in the first place, and that's why uh, my great grandfather, my brother, he would he loved to fabring on Sukkot. He said, "Now my shama is pumping again. Yeah, yeah. I can fabring, and he would fabring the whole, the whole, the whole, the whole Sukkot. The shama is pumping. It's pumping. It's yeah. pumping in the shama." All right, Mark Simateva, Shantei Musuka. It's right. It's funny. We put up our something yesterday. And uh, I got I got to ask Rabbi Fishman uh, because like, there's some tall branches on this tree that are uh, on. I heard this story, Mamish. <laughs> be hard for you to believe quarter to ten tonight I was preparing to come here and my phone rings and I see Belgium it's a call from Belgium in Belgium it's not so early now it's pretty late in Belgium who's calling me from Belgium in the middle of the night so I picked up the phone 
Yid introduces himself. His name is Reb Feivel Shapiro. Feivel Shapiro is a Yid from Antwerp, from Antwerpen, from Belgia. He lives in Belgium. And he told me that he wants to share with me a story. And this is not a story of Klei Chamishi, Klei Revi, Klei Shlishi, Klei Sheni. This is a story of Klei Rishon. It's a story that happened with him himself, and he told it to me tonight, a few minutes before I came here. And I want to share this story with you. It's a very, very powerful, very moving story. His mother, Rachel, came from a Satma family. Satma Chassidim, already back in Europe before the war. His father, Ibn Naftali Herz, was a Talmud Muvik of the Damesek Eliezer. It's from Vishnitz, 